Oh, that will be glory. Page 688. When all my labors and trials are o'er And I am safe on that beautiful shore Just to be near the dear Lord I adore Will through the ages be glory for me Oh, that will be glory for me Glory for me, glory for me When by His grace I shall look on His face That will be you mean it. Oh, that will be glory for me, glory for me, glory for me, when by his grace I shall look on his face. That will be glory, be glory for me. Friends will be there I have loved long ago. From my Savior I know Will through the ages be glory for me Oh, that will be glory for me Glory for me, glory for me When by His grace I shall look on His face That will be just a page over in glory he's got a mansion for us amen 685 I've got a mansion 685 I'm satisfied with just a cottage below a little silver and a little gold but in that city where the ransom will shine. I want a gold one that silver line. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old. And someday yonder we will never more wander. But walk the streets that are pure as gold Though often tempted, tormented and tested And like the prophet, my pillow was gold And though I find there no permanent dwelling I know he'll give me my own 
station just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old and someday yonder we will never more wander but walk the streets that are pure as gold don't think me poor or deserted or lonely I'm not discouraged I'm heaven bound I'm just a pilgrim in search of a city I want a mansion a harp and a crown I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old and someday yonder we will never more wander but walk the streets that are pure as gold amen let's do one more song page 65 He's a wonderful Savior to me. Amen. Page 65. I was lost in sin, but Jesus rescued me. He's a wonderful Savior to me. I was bound by fear, but Jesus set me free. He's a wonderful Savior to me. For he's a wonderful Savior to me. He's a wonderful Savior to me. I was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. He's a wonderful Savior to me. He was friend so true, so patient and so kind. He's a wonderful Savior to me. Everything I need in him I always find. He's a wonderful Savior to me. For he's a wonderful Savior to me. He's a wonderful Savior to me. I was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. He's a wonderful Savior to me. always near to comfort and to cheer he's a wonderful savior to me he forgives my sins he dries my every tear he's a wonderful savior to me for he's a wonderful savior to me he's a wonderful savior to me I was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. He's a wonderful Savior to me. Amen. That's last verse. Dearer grows the love of Jesus day by day. Amen. Dearer grows the love of Jesus day by day. He's a wonderful Savior to me. Sweeter is his grace while pressing on my way. He's a wonderful Savior to me. Now get ready. For he's a wonderful 
Savior to me. He's a wonderful Savior to me. I was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. He's a wonderful Savior to me. Amen. And you can be All right. Take your prayer list. If you need one, hold your hand up there. Have Brother Ding get you one. Uh, 78 this morning. That's up from last week. Very good. And we had one visitor. Praise the Lord. The Preacher's Fellowship. We were able to pass out many tracts for Brother Lucas. Had a little part in that. And um, we um, also were able to help with a little love offering from the fellowship. The different churches give. We contribute uh, about $50 a month toward that, and uh, we were able to uh, give Brother Lucas uh, a $600 offering out of that account, and also uh, Brother Matthew Smith is starting a church in Binghamton, New York, and we were able to give him $400 to help with expenses of starting a church there, and uh, that's just money that is given in from different churches around the state, and I'm the treasurer for that, and so praise the Lord. Uh, there's some things going on, and just want you to know, the last two weeks since our uh, missions conference, I don't know what today's offering is, we haven't counted, but we're up a full 20% and then some, and so uh, praise the Lord for that. If that keeps going, we'll be able to take on all those new missionaries, and we'll be looking for some more, and uh, that won't be so bad, amen? So uh, don't give up, let's just keep going and praying, and uh, any other praises to add to the list? Okay. Well, I just want to praise the Lord. Um, been taking my sister up to Joplin, uh, Michelle, and Okay. Actually, she didn't make it on the job list, but we were praying for her anyway. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay. Well, praise the Lord. Now, Ted ought to be praising the Lord. There was a donut in the sound booth after the morning service if you were here for Sunday school. So, uh, any other praises to add to the list? Julian. Okay. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
Okay. Rita. Go ahead. Well, praise the Lord. I stole it from Brother Lucas. So. <laughs> no, actually, I didn't steal it. He wouldn't recognize it by the time I was done with it. But, Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Daniel. Okay, praise the Lord for safety for Daniel. Anything else? Go in us. Amen. Praise God for the church family. All right, anyone else? Okay, I guess that's it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for the work that you're doing in hearts and lives. Thank you for each one here tonight. Lord, we thank you for the testimonies of your working in hearts and lives. We thank you for the little part that you're allowing our church to have in assisting and standing behind Brother Lucas. We thank you for all your goodness. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, Brother Franz, come and lead us, and then we'll get into our sermon tonight. All right, let's uh, stand and take our hymn books to page 130. Page 130, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my riches gain, I count but
started in verse 18. We got part one last week, Grow in Grace. And Lord willing, tonight we will cover and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, the purpose of this whole thing is so that He will be glorified in our lives. And as we talk about this idea of growing in grace and growing in the knowledge, we have a a tendency to think that we just need to learn a little more. If we could only be a little smarter. how many of you, do we have any straight-A students here? Well, I know we got one. Uh, uh, people that just, you passed everything in school. Anybody like that? Or how many struggled and just, were you a straight-A student, Franz? Ah, okay. Be sure your sin will find you out. No. Uh, there's a lot of times we have this, We use it for an excuse. Well, I'm just not smart like somebody is. That's not what it means to grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's not something that God has only reserved for those brainiacs out there who can get straight A's and maintain a 4.0 average and all of those things. It is something very practical something that every one of us can attain to because if we couldn't, then why would the command be in here to grow in the knowledge of the Lord? And one of the things that we have to be careful, if if you were a straight-A student and one of those people that tests are fun to take and you just enjoy that, it is real easy to take a lot of things for granted. I remember when I got to college, I had this, I had the dumbest class in the world. If you weren't in the military, you had to take uh, basically this class in personal hygiene. It was taught by the coach. And the only way, I'll, I'll show you the intelligence of the coach. Uh, this is just one small example. My, my last name is... Montoro, M-O-N-T-O-R-O. He got Montoro out of that. Now, I don't know how he got Montoro, but he never could get Montoro. It just wasn't within his framework of his... And I'm going, this class is so stupid. And I got a B in that class. Oh, it it ruined my 4.0 average my first semester on campus. Because once you get a B, you can't get a perfect score. That's just the way it is. You can get close, but you can't get there. And, I mean, it was just full of nonsense. How much protein is in a pizza? Were some of the questions that he had on this. They were on the test, actually. And how quickly you could run up the stairs in the field house and run back down. And, uh, I mean, it was really, really frustrating But the point I'm trying to make was I came into this class knowing it's what we call a bonehead class. I mean, this is the class that all of the dummies have to take, and I was classified as a dummy because I hadn't been in the military yet, and neither was I going to go. But 
I messed up that class because it was so, I had overconfidence, amen? And that's a lot of times what we do when it comes to the knowledge of the Lord. Getting saved is easy, amen? Once you get past yourself, it's not hard to get saved, now is it? And sometimes we do that with the knowledge of the Lord. Well, I'm a good student, had a great average in school. This, this ought to be easy. In fact, um, there's a fellow that he owns a deli up here on 30th Avenue, and now he's got another store down on 31st Street. And uh, I just walked in to get a few things, and there he was, the owner of the store. And I said, How are you doing? Uh, okay. I said, now you're in competition with yourself because you got two stores in the same area. And he says, yeah. I said, who's winning? And uh, he kind of looked at me and, and uh, neither one was what the answer was. And uh, I said, now listen, I come all these times to your place of business. I said, it's your turn to come to my place of business. He says, oh, I don't know about that. He says, too many heavy things there. I said, it won't hurt you. But as I look out over the crowd tonight, he's not here. Uh, we, we, we are people of extremes. Either it's so hard we give up before we start, or we make it so simple that we never get it. Now, what we need to do is we need to grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And before you can grow in the knowledge, He must, number one, be your Lord and your Savior. Amen. Without that, there's no room to grow. There's nothing to, there's no place to go. Because until you understand He is the Lord, and again, boy, I, I just don't have this in my notes, but, you know, uh, sometimes in preaching, I just feel like a pendulum on, a, on one of those clocks swinging and, and I think of these people who, who say, uh, you, you must, in order for Jesus to be your Lord, you must live a perfectly sinless life. Now, I don't find that in the Scripture anywhere. But then you have the other people who say, well, if you just pray a prayer, Jesus will save you, and that's all you got to do. Nothing ever needs to change. You can live the same way you always lived. All you got to do is pray a prayer. Neither one salvation, my friend. Salvation is a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. One person coined this phrase many years ago, if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. But his lordship does not transcend our humanity. Wish it did, amen. We are still human beings. And we need to grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And where I want us to start is in Genesis chapter 2. Now, this is going to sound a little strange, but what I did was I took the phrase, the, not phrase, but yeah, phrase, the knowledge. The first place it's found is in Genesis chapter 2. I'm just going to use that to illustrate tonight. Genesis chapter 2 Verse 17, it says, But the tree 
of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now, the first time that phrase, the knowledge, is used, it's right here. The knowledge of good and evil was in the fruit of this tree. Now, a lot of people say, but it was an apple tree, right? Wrong. It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, what kind of fruit did it have? The fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What was it like? We don't know. Now, somebody wrote a book that it was a grape tree. And after the curse, it was made into a vine and crawled on the ground like the serpent. And it wrote a whole book about it. Now, if you believe that, see me afterwards. I'll sell you the Brooklyn Bridge, and we'll put the money in the missions program. Amen? But uh, the simple truth of the matter is we don't know what that tree looked like, but what the taking of that fruit did, the eating of that fruit gave them an understanding of both good and evil. They knew both. You see, in order to know something, it's kind of like tasting. We were there Thursday night. Uh, you must partake of it. It must be part of you. The only problem is when you know evil, you now cannot go back to good. You know what it is. Because you, the way that you are acquainted with good, with righteousness, is by the fact that you no longer measure up to it. You can stand down here and look up at righteousness and, and know that it's there, but you cannot get back to that level because you now know evil and it has pulled you off of where you were. We have got to grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The only way we're going to do that is by partaking of him. Amen? By getting him inside us. And as one person said, there is, uh, it's not how much of you, uh, how much of the Holy Spirit you have, but how much of you does the Holy Spirit have? Uh, that's the idea of what the Bible is speaking about when it talks about the filling of the Holy Spirit of God. You're not going to jump up and down and scream in 15 different languages. Uh, by the way, the people who claim to don't. Uh, it's just gibberish. It's, it's ridiculousness. And boy, I, I just... I, you say, why do you warn us so much about that, Pastor? Go on. None of us in here are doing that thing. But I, I want you to get it into your heart and mind because it is out there. It is a temptation. These are the people who have stayed in the cities and they run the biggest churches in the cities by far today. And we just need to be careful of that stuff. It is easy to get tripped up in an experiential relationship with God. Your experiences, no matter how good or how bad they may be, do not judge the difference between righteousness and unrighteousness. It's the Word. Once we get anchored there, we'll be okay. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 2. If you want to grow in the knowledge of God, number one, you must partake. You must be a part of. 
just as Adam and Eve did in the, in the, with the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But in Proverbs chapter 2, this whole chapter is denoted, I mean, is dedicated to this idea of gaining the knowledge of God. Look at verse 5. It says, Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Now, doesn't that sound good? The only problem is the word then is there. That is a word that deals in time sequence. Before we get to then, we must do all the things that are before then. Now, let's see what it says. My son, if thou wilt receive my words. That's the first thing you got to do. You have to receive God's words. And hide my commandments with thee. This idea of hiding them is... Thy word have I hid where? In my heart, that I might not sin against thee. It's the idea of retaining possession. If somebody came up and gave you a gold bar, a pound of gold, take what gold is going for, I think it's about $550 an ounce, multiply that by 13. 13 ounces in a pound of gold. That's a lot of money. What, $15,000, something like that? Would you just... Uh, huh? No, 13 times 500. I don't know what that would be. But... Uh, okay, 6500 There we go. So $6,500, you'd set that up on the dashboard of your car and park in bed right? How long would it be there? How long would it be in Astoria? Just long enough for somebody to walk by and see it and smash your windshield and take it, right? You would hide that thing. You would want to keep it, right? And the... Truth of the matter here is it says we need to receive my words. We need to hide my commandments with thee so that thou shalt incline thine ear unto wisdom. Now, we incline our ears to all kinds of things. You remember when you were unsaved, you learned to incline your ear to certain types of music I hope you no longer listen to. Amen? The first time you heard some rock and roll tune, it was like, what in the world is that? And then you listen to it two or three times and you begin to incline your ear in that direction. And we teach ourselves to like the things that we like. You ever notice that? I mean, I don't understand how anybody could like this. It just goes... <laughs> sounds like somebody smashing a bunch of garbage can lids together. They call that music. I don't know what you call that. Uh, but... It, it, it's not something I appreciate at all. You know why? Because I've inclined my ear to the proper kind of music and that stuff is foreign. That's what it means. It means we've got to train ourselves. And then it says, and apply thine heart. Now, the idea of applying your heart is, um, how many of you have ever applied for a job? You've got to fill out the application form. 
and you don't write dumb stuff on the application for it, do you? How many jobs have I have you had in the past? None of my previous employers have had the intelligence to recognize my ability and my uh, contribution to the company. I've only had 14 jobs in the last six months, and I got fired from them all, but I am hoping that you're intelligent enough to understand how great a worker I can possibly be. Think you get hired? That's not applying your heart, amen? Not that funny, Peter. Apply. Put it in there. Amen. Try to get more. Apply thine heart. Now look what it says. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and lifteth, liftest up thy voice for understanding. Now who are we supposed to cry to? Who should we lift our voice up? To the Lord, amen. We need to pray for these things. We need to earnestly plead with God. God wants us to have understanding. And one of the things, that, and the knowledge of the Lord, one of the things that, that we uh, need to, to grab a hold of is that God is not just going to give you the knowledge of the Lord just so you can have it. God wants you to seek for it. And that's the next thing you're going to have to do. He wants you to pray. There's this idea of desiring this thing of God. One of the reasons why we must do that is because that process prepares our heart and humbles us so that God can give us those things and it will not destroy us. If God gave you all the knowledge of the Lord that there is, you just disappear. It would it would completely vaporize you as a human being. You say why? While we're getting there, the next point is that's what the kingdom of God in the millennial kingdom is going to be. We will have the knowledge of God there. We'll be full of it, but we're not there yet. It says you need to cry. You need to lift up your voice if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. One of the reasons we do not have the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is because we're not looking hard enough. We have not allowed this to become a critical need in our life. If somebody told you, if you just tried hard enough, you could find $50,000 cash in this building and whoever found it would be yours. We did that in the team thing this morning, uh, joking around. It said, if I stuck a hot wad of $100 bills and said, whoever finds it, I said, who would, I said, it gets to keep it. I said, what would happen in this room? said it'd be mass pandemonium, wouldn't it? You'd be throwing things everywhere. People would want that. It says we need to seek as for hid treasures. Because if we can find that knowledge, it's going to change us completely. I mean, don't you like to be in a situation where you know what to do? Where you just, hey, this is how it works. Let's get it done. 
boom, and it just falls into place. You ever seen an old craftsman walk into a job? Everything looks like a disaster. I remember Brother Kennedy coming, and uh, I began to explain to him what was going on behind the wall here. And he said, sounds like a big mess to me. I said, it is. He was done in, what, two and a half days? Putting the paneling back up there. Insulated the wall, cleaned it all up. Hauled out all the mess. He knew what he was doing. We need to have the knowledge of the Lord, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, so we can know what we're doing with life. Amen? Now, it says here that if we'll do this, we come down here to to verses 12. It says, To deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things. Skip down to verse 16. To deliver thee from the strange woman. So, if you're delivered from the strange woman and the froward man, that means you're pretty safe, doesn't it? Sounds like that knowledge of God is something that we better get a hold of, amen? We better get it in our lives and we better understand it is mission critical. We have got to have this. It has got to be received, hidden, incline your ear, apply your heart, cry as Cry after it, lift up thy voice, seek it as silver, search for it as hid treasures. Then you're going to have it. Because God will give it to you. Amen. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 11. Now Isaiah chapter 11, we love this verse. This chapter here. Look what it says. Uh, Oh, let's just start... uh, Verse 6, it says, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf, and the young lion, and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. And the cow and the bear shall feed. Their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. And the suckling child shall play upon the hole of the asp, which is one of the most poisonous snakes in the world. And the weaned child shall put his hand upon the cockatrice, or adder's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as waters cover the sea. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? That's why I said if you had all the knowledge of the Lord, we'd be in the millennial kingdom, amen? Not there yet. But we need to grow until we get there. You want to enjoy the millennial kingdom? Fill yourself with the knowledge of the Lord. Grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and you will enjoy the kingdom more because you're getting ready for it. Amen? You're getting prepared. Let's go to Hosea chapter 6. You got to know the story of Hosea. Hosea is one of the most unusual books God told the prophet to marry an harlot. And he said, I want your life and your messed up marriage to illustrate what Israel has done to me. And so Hosea obeyed the word of the Lord. In Hosea chapter 6 and verse 6, it says, For I desired mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God 
more than burnt offerings. Jesus quoted these verses as he was trying to preach to the Pharisees and the religious leaders of his day. He said, you guys give me all the offerings. You guys show up with the sacrifices, but you have no idea what you're doing. He said, I would rather have the knowledge of the Lord. I'd rather you know about me and know what I want you to do than the fact that you're just showing up and going through the rituals. God's desire, God's kingdom is all about the knowledge of the Lord. God's desire is that we would have it. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. If you're going to get it, you're going to have to exercise yourself. You're going to have to discipline yourself and work. If you've gone through the discipleship, this is one of the verses that is in there. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Casting down, verse 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. If you're going to grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you're going to have to cast down everything. It says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. There's a lot of high things in this world. We need to cast them down. And that idea of casting them down, We've had three containers out here, 30 cubic yards apiece. And we took all kinds of garbage and debris from this construction project and we cast it down into that container. Sometimes it was fun to hear it go crash when it hit the bottom. Listen, that's what we've got to do. It's exercising self-discipline and disciplining our hearts and our minds. Your mind and your heart is capable of going anywhere and thinking about anything. You say, but pastor, I'm trying to pray and these horrible thoughts come through. Cast them down. Stomp on them. Amen? That's what it's talking about right here. It's casting down imaginations. Do not allow yourself to daydream about vile and wicked things. It will destroy you. Don't let your mind run down those paths. If you want to grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you've got to train your mind to think about those. It says, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. There's some things that all of us have to do. Let me just read you the next verse. Ephesians 4.13 says, Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. If you're going to grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, guess where you have to be? In church, amen? That's what this verse is talking about. You've got to be in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Thursday night. You've got to be here. 
Not because I'm the world's greatest preacher. I understand that. It's because we preach the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's why we got to be here. Because if we're going to grow in the knowledge, we've got to be where we're going to get it. And that's what it says. It says, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Got to be here. Amen. Now, let's turn to 2 Peter chapter 1. And then we'll be done tonight. 2 Peter chapter 1. Verse 2 says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Look at verse 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Uh, Come down here to verse 8. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You want the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Here's what you do. Go back to verse 5. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. That's powerfully clean living. And knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, And brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now I want you to come down to verse 12. It says, Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them, and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance. Now, verses 16 through 21 is one of the greatest treatises in the entire Bible on the trustworthiness of your scriptures. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Now, when did that happen? When Jesus got baptized. Amen. Now, look what it says here. And the 18, and this voice which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him in the holy mount, the Mount of Transfiguration. Remember, Peter said, let's build three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And God said, this is my beloved son. Hear ye him. These other two dudes are just men, my friends. He was condemning Peter. I mean, I don't like getting yelled at, but I can't imagine being yelled at by God. Peter was. Now, look at verse 19. We have also, 
Peter said, I was eyewitness. I heard God's voice from heaven twice. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Peter said the scriptures that are written down are more sure than hearing God's voice speak from heaven. And he says, I want to put you in remembrance of these things. He said, when I die, after I'm dead, I want you to have always these things in remembrance. What are these things? The words of God that are written down in this book called the Bible. Amen. That's one of the, this year, um, I feel like I, I have not done what I should have done in, in just harping every week on your Bible reading schedule. A lot of people say, Pastor, that's a lot of Bible to read. It is. But it's good for you. If you had some kind of sickness and you had to take some kind of medicine every day or you were going to die, would you take it? But it tastes awful. Are you going to not take the medicine and die, huh? Just because it tastes awful? How many of you have ever tasted penicillin? My mom used to crush it up in a pill and, oh, man, there's nothing that tastes worse than that. But I'll tell you, it helps, doesn't it? We've got to get the Word of God in us. If we're going to grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, you've got to read His Word. you just got to. You've got to put it in you. Everything we need to serve God. And, and I'll tell you, if you want to be able to read your Bible with ease, you say, how can I make it any easier? Well, I'll tell you what, if you keep that Bible reading schedule every day for five years, you won't be able to go through the rest of your life without doing it. Amen? It'll be such a part of you, you won't be able to stop. You say, I'm so tired, but I've got to read my Bible. It's just, it's just part of me now. If thou triest after it, if thou liftest up thy voice, if thou searchest as for hid treasures, then you're going to get the knowledge of God. Amen. We need to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If we'll do these things, we'll be ready when Jesus comes back. Amen. We live in a world of wickedness, do we not? When Jesus comes back, I want him to find a church that's ready for him to come back. Amen? And if we're going to be a church that's ready for Jesus to come back, guess what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Then we'll be able to glorify Him in the ages to come that have no end. And all God's people said, Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you this night. We ask that you would do your work in our hearts and lives. Help us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We ask you to do your work. In Jesus' name, before we finish that prayer,
just like you to give give you an opportunity, each one of us here an opportunity. Spend a little time to finish that prayer on our own so that we may be prepared to pray. God's people said, Amen. All right. Just so you know, um, I have been disappearing during the prayer time. And uh, one of the reasons I've been doing that is it's one of the few times consistently during the week I could meet with John and Linda Rivera and just dealing with some issues and raising the kids and different things. And so if you would just Keep that in prayer. I really don't want to put it down on the prayer list and uh, be an embarrassment to John and Linda, but if you would just keep them in prayer. Paul, uh, most of you don't know this, but Paul is the same age, just a few months older than Rachel is. And he's very small in size, and he's, he's got some serious developmental problems, and uh, and uh, they're trying to make some decisions. They're, they're really praying about homeschooling their children. Uh, Paul has got an incredible education. He knows every curse word in the English language in its proper application. That's what he's learned in public school. And it's only, I'm not kidding you. And uh, it is, uh, it, it's sad. And, and we just really need to pray for the Riveras. They're, um, you know, they're deaf. Both their children are hearing, which is normal. And uh, But we just really need to pray. Uh, God has entrusted our church, and they're trying to start deaf services on Sunday night. and want you to pray about that as well. But just keep the Rivera family in prayer, if you would. Uh, thank you. The renovations are getting nearly done. And uh, I'll tell you, the painting did a tremendous amount to dress it up downstairs, but we're getting the trim up now and the coat racks up and a bunch of different things. And it's actually starting to, uh, Mrs. Saravia said, thank you so much. This is our sanctuary. She said, it is our auditorium where we worship God, and it is beautiful. And so we praise the Lord for that. But... Uh, We've still got some work to do. And uh, so uh, I can't wait to take renovations off the prayer list. You are not going to see a happier man in this world than when I say, take it off. Amen. And so uh, uh, just keep that in prayer. It's been a great distraction this year. And uh, one of the reasons our attendance has been down is because there just has not been the time to put toward many other things. But if we don't get it done, it's like I said, if... If we get 10 more kids in our children's church, we're going we're gonna to be at capacity in that room. We now have a place where we can literally triple 
or almost four times the size of our children's church today and not interrupt any of the other services. So we're, we're making room to grow. If Brother Shaw is consistently running about 18, 15 to 18 right now, if he were to get to 25, they wouldn't be able to meet in that room. I mean, it is at capacity. He can easily have between 50 and 60 downstairs without changing anything. And so that's, that's the reason for the renovations. And so uh, now we just need to pray that God fills the place up. Amen. So, uh, but uh, keep, that, keep our leaders in prayer. Pray for our missionaries. Uh, I've not gotten any updates. Um, a new uh, name on the list is uh, Mekhi, I guess is how you would say that. He's just a little child, 18 months old. He's got a rare type of cancer. Frida knows the family and asked us to pray for him. And uh, uh, Elena Daviklov, I I guess is how you would say that, Daviklov, she has just gotten saved, actually, uh, just through the Russian ministry. And uh, she's got some health issues, and she's also under unspoken Uh, She wants to become a member of the church, but God's got to do some things so that she can uh, join the church. And so I want you just to pray for her, that God will open the doors uh, for some things that just uh, need to happen there. And don't worry about what needs to happen. Just pray it does. Amen? And and, uh, uh, it's, it's nothing... I don't know what you would say. It's not, don't worry about it. nothing terrible. No, it's just something that's got to change. And so uh, just pray for her if you would. And um, let's uh, see here if there's... That's all the new requests that I have on here. Uh, yes? Uh, which? Eleonora, Okay. 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 All right. All right. Okay. Well, good. All right. Okay. Okay. Amen. All right, Brian. That's Rachel Raquel. Okay. Is that spelled like Rachel? Okay. R A Q U E L. Put her down under health. The doctors have wisdom there. A cyst in her stomach. He said that can be very very serious. So anything else? Uh, okay, George.
Tyler. Okay. 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 This is your. Okay. It'll be your grandnephew there, Tyler. Uh, the prognosis is unrepairable brain damage. And so um, just pray for the family. That's all we can do at this time. All right. Uh, Patrick and then Rhoda. Okay. Eldon? Okay. Wow. A lot of serious health things going on. Okay. And then Rhoda? Okay. Rhoda under unspoken. Okay. All right. All right. If that's all the requests, then let's break up and pray. And uh, Brother Ted, would you uh, finish the service out tonight?